Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning, and we'd like to heartily welcome you to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise from Macedonia Church here with you on the program this morning, and we have the privilege of sharing time on the program with Elder Joe Nettles and Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, and we're thankful for our radio partners and the opportunity to be able to broadcast on the radio stations as well as on uh, the internet and podcast platforms, and we're very thankful for you for listening. If you would like we would certainly be encouraged if you'd contact us. You can go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, and you can email us, gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We'd love to know that you're out there and know through what platform you listen, and we'd love to correspond with you, answer any questions, or if we could help you in any way. If you happen to be in North Mississippi, particularly in the Golden Triangle area, we'd invite you to come see us at Macedonia Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and Sulphur Springs Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We both meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And then also we have a Wednesday night service in Starkville, Mississippi at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road at 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. So we would love to meet you. We'd love to correspond with you. And more than that, we would love for you to come out and worship with us. So uh, we hope that you might be able to do that. We've been making our way during my current messages on the radio program, making our way through the will of God. And we'd like to continue that this morning. And we hope these messages have been encouraging for you and we can have greater understanding and discernment to follow God's will in our life. So we hope you'll stay tuned with us and we will bring that message for you right after the song.
morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. We're trying to continue our consideration together of the will of God. And we're right in the middle of how do we discern God's providential will? How do we discern with spiritual wisdom to understand what the will of the Lord is? So I do want to remind you that the will of God is something that we have the ability to understand and know what God's will is for our life. It's not something we just have to stumble around on. And God's not intending for this to be a very complicated quiz or a complicated Rubik's Cube to where you will not know what God's will is for your life. No, his intention is so that you will know and understand God's will for your life so that you walk worthy unto the Lord, be fruitful in every good work unto his honor and unto his glory. So God has promised you wisdom if you pray for wisdom. James chapter 1 and verse 5. If you ask for wisdom, God's promised that he will give you that wisdom. He'll give you the wisdom from above, not the wisdom from beneath that will lead you to sin and sensual, devilish decisions, lustful decisions, but wisdom that's from above that will guide you in peace. So we have the ability to understand what the will of the Lord is. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17, be not as unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And we primarily need to be diligent in prayer. And God has promised us that he will, if we ask for it, guide us in his will. We want to read a few verses again for you to just remind you that God intends to teach and guide us to know his will. Psalms chapter 143 and verse 10, teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God, lead me in the land of uprightness. This is showing our pattern of prayer for God to guide us in his will. Teach me thy way, O Lord. That's Psalm 86 and verse 11. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. So God's intention is to guide us in his will with spiritual wisdom, spiritual wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. So we have this story back in 1 Kings chapter 19 of Elijah. Elijah, as he's right after he's defeated the prophets on Mount Carmel, and then he is afraid of Jezebel and he runs off and, and he gets all discouraged and asks the Lord to take his life. So in the midst of this story, we have a great example of how the Lord speaks to his people in spiritual wisdom through the Holy Spirit. So as Elijah is there and the Lord is manifesting his command to him, there were some very cataclysmic things that happened. And we sometimes ask for a sign. Lord, give me a sign. Well, Jesus said an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. We don't walk by signs. We walk by faith, trusting in the Lord. But Elijah might have been prone to be like we are and to look for a sign. Well, the Lord gave him a lot of signs, supposed signs in these natural events. But guess what? The Lord wasn't in any of those. We find here in 1 Kings chapter 19, the Lord tells him to go and stand uh, up on the mount before the Lord. And the Lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice, a still, small voice. And that's how the Lord ministers to our conscience. That's how the Lord ministers to our soul. It's the burdens of our soul. 
It's the burdens of the Lord that are sometimes hard to describe, a still, small voice. It's no surprise that we're told in Psalm 46 and verse 10, be still and know that I am God. That's why it's vitally important that we spend time in secret with the Lord in prayer. Now, praise God, I I know that in the midst of public worship, as we're singing and as we're praying, I know that the Lord has manifested to me a clarity and a vision of God's will in specific circumstances for my life. But I would dare say that one of the main ways outside of public worship that the Lord will minister to your conscience to give you clarity for the Lord's will is when you have secret closet prayer time with the Lord. And by the way, one of the most important things when we talk about prayer and discerning God's will is not just asking, 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 it's listening listening. So when you pray, say, Lord, guide me in your will. Give me an understanding of your will. And before you get up, if you spend five minutes praying for guidance of the Lord's will, you need to spend another five minutes just in quietness, just listening for the burdens and the impressions of that still, small voice. That's vitally important. Our listening in prayer is just as important as our petitions in prayer. Because how are you going to know what the Lord's speaking to you in a still small voice if you don't listen? And I guarantee you, I try to pray in the car. (laughs) I don't pray with my eyes closed, but it's a time where I'm by myself and it's quiet and I can pray. But Typically, you're not going to feel the as strong of impressions of a still, small voice when you're in the car listening to music and people are honking at you and people are cutting you off in traffic or something like that, right? You have to have private devotions with the Lord. You have to have private times with the Lord in your closet of prayer so he can speak to you in a still, small voice. Because even if he does speak to you in a still, small voice, If you're too busy to listen, how are you going to know it, okay? So the Lord will give you wisdom and guide us the Holy Spirit. How? Not through signs, not through great winds or earthquakes or fires. How does the Lord speak to his people in wisdom through the Holy Spirit? How does he speak to them? In a still, small voice. Think about the example of Samuel. As Samuel, who's a young child at that time, and he's not had the spiritual maturity to know how the Lord speaks to him. And he heard someone saying, it turned out it was the Lord, but he was the only one that heard it. He heard someone saying, Samuel, Samuel. And then that happened a few different times and he thought Eli was calling him. And then finally, Eli tells him, when next time you hear that, you say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And we have to listen to the still, small voice to be able to discern what God's will is in our life. And then when we hear it, what do we need to do? <laughs> we need to say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. I'm listening. And I would encourage you in your prayer time, you need to pray to the Lord and, and offer petitions unto him. But then you need to be quiet for a little bit and say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And listen what the Lord has to say to you in prayer in a still, small voice. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21 And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. So if you do that in your private devotions, in your quiet time of prayer with the Lord, in your prayer closet, and you say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth, there will be a still, small voice that will guide you. And notice there in Isaiah 30 and verse 21, you will hear a voice behind you, a word behind you. 
You see, I'm not seeing the person that's speaking. I don't know who's telling me this. Kind of similar to Samuel, right? I can't see the person who's telling me this, but that voice is guiding me and that voice is telling me, this is the way, walk you in it. And you will find as you try to walk in wisdom according to God's will, if you begin to err and you begin to do something that's not in accordance with God's will, you will feel conviction, you will feel a burden and a lack of peace. Remember, God's will is always identified with peace. So when you begin to err to the right hand or to the left, you're going to hear a voice in your conscience, in your soul, which is the Holy Spirit telling you, no, that's not the right decision. Let's go back over here in the right pathway. And one example of that is the Lord's guidance of Paul in Acts chapter 16. And if there's anyone that's in tune with the Holy Spirit, you sure would think it would be the Apostle Paul, right? But obviously the Apostle Paul would never make a mistake in discerning God's will. Well, he's trying to determine what's God's pathway, what's his guidance for our next missionary journey. So then Paul actually misinterprets. He misperceives the guidance of the Holy Spirit twice. Acts 16, verse 6, For when we had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, we were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And after we came to Mycenae, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Now, how did the Spirit suffer them not? How did the Spirit forbid them from going? I guarantee you that it was something along the lines of the Apostle Paul just felt a heaviness and a burden in his conscience. Any piece of his conscience was removed. Every time that they talked about going into Asia, every time they talked about going into Bithynia, he did not feel a peace and comfort in in a still small voice in his conscience. Instead, he felt burden and anxiety and confusion And if you do not have peace, if you do not have peace in your conscience that it's according to God's will, then I would encourage you don't do anything. Okay, we're going to get to this in in later messages, but God guided the Old Testament Israelites with a cloud, with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day, and they only moved when that cloud moved. And it's vitally important that if we don't have a clear vision, a clear, still small, a clear identity that this is the Lord guiding me to do this, then it's better for you to stay put, okay? And that's so important for us to understand. We don't make rash, hasty decisions. If you do not have specific clarity that this is according to the will of God, then I would encourage you to not do anything. And what I mean by that is if you're on the fence and, oh, I I think I should marry this person. I'm really interested in them. They say they're a believer, but they're not really as devoted as they should be. But I can fix him. I can fix him. I know if he's married to me, he's going to come to church with me all the time. And all this stuff that he doesn't believe now, he's going to absolutely believe it when we get married. If you do not have a peace and a conscience that you're supposed to marry somebody, do not marry that person, Okay. If the cloud does not move and give you clarity and peace that this is the right decision, don't do anything. Because I'll tell you, it's way better for you to end an engagement than it is for you to ruin your life through divorce. Okay? The same could be said of all these major decisions we're talking about. College decisions, job decisions. You know, there's been some jobs that have looked so good from afar. They've looked so good on paper. But I just did not have any clarity and peace that that's what I should do. And you know what? I turned down those jobs, and in time, they became evident that that was the right decision, okay? It's vitally important that if we don't have clarity, 
if we don't have a piece of conscience that this is absolutely the right thing to do, then we don't need to do anything. If that cloud's not moving, we stay put, okay? And we'll consider that more in depth in a later message. But notice Paul here. Paul had a desire, but every time Asia and Bithynia came up, he just t- he did not have a piece of conscience about it. And it became very clear to him that that was not just my personal opinions. That was the forbidding of the Holy Spirit. It was the restrictions of the Holy Spirit. It takes a good bit of spiritual maturity to be able to discern that to know what a closed door looks like, to know what a a positive burden feels like, but also to know what an uneasiness feels like. And when you're walking hand in hand with the Holy Spirit and wisdom on a daily basis, you will find that sometimes you just feel an uneasiness about something and I don't really know why. And then it'll come out and manifest later that, oh, that's why. That's why I felt this uneasiness about it. But then there'll be other times where I have peace when a peace doesn't even make sense. <laughs> That's why I call it a peace that passes understanding. It doesn't make sense that I would have a peace when I'm dealing with these very challenging circumstances. And that is evidence we trust that the Lord is in it. So the Lord guides you with a still, small voice. And again, you hear that still, small voice primarily in your secret closet times of prayer. Not just in you petitioning the Lord, but when, but with you listening in prayer. And notice, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. But Jesus set the pattern for a separation from all the busyness of the world, even a separation from the disciples, to go apart by himself in really important times in his ministry to discern the will of God. Now, he, he's God and he knew the will of God, right? But he's setting a pattern for us that we need to separate ourselves before these major... Dis- Notice these, these things, his pattern, his manner was in the morning, by the way. You need to have morning, in the morning, private closet prayer time with the Lord. Because if you only pray at night, what good does the model prayer say when it says, give me this day my daily bread? Well, that doesn't do much good when you just pray right before you go to sleep, Right? No, we need to have closet devotions and prayer time with the Lord. And Jesus set that pattern every morning before dawn. (laughs) I haven't mastered that yet. Every morning before dawn, he went out and he prayed. But then before Jesus went and chose out the 12 apostles. Now, he knew exactly who was going to choose his 12 apostles, right? But what did he do before that? In Luke chapter 6, he went out and he prayed all night. You see, He set the pattern that before I make this major, major, major decision of choosing these apostles, when he knew who he was going to pick, he sets the pattern of us going and him going and praying all night. And then what he do, did the same thing before the crucifixion, right? He went out to the Garden of Gethsemane and he went apart. He went further than just those three disciples that were there with him. He went apart from them because he needed to spend personal, private time with the Lord in discerning his will. So I want to leave you today with just some encouragement that the Lord guides his people according to his will many times in spite of ourselves. Now we want to be in, we want to do what we need to do. Now we want to do the right things, right? We want to pray. We want to seek a multitude of godly counselors. We want to discern God's will. We want to be in public worship and we want to walk in wisdom. But inevitably, we're going to make mistakes. Inevitably, we're not going to be in perfectly in tune with the Lord in the manner that we ought to. 
So we have to trust that God will guide his people, that he will guide us, even if we are not as in tune with the Lord in the manner that we ought to. Now, we're going to get there in just a minute, but before we go there, I want to make sure I read some verses for you on the multitude of godly counselors. That's very important. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, there's multiple other verses in the book of Proverbs that pretty much say the exact same thing, and you can look those up yourself. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So if you have good, godly counselors that are going to give you counsel for spiritual wisdom according to the Word of God, and none of them are on board with the decision, then I would encourage you to, to not make that decision, right? Now, you don't need to have counselors that are according to the world. We could look at the horrible example of Rehoboam and him valuing the counsel of the young people that were all his age instead of the valuing the wisdom of these old sages that counseled Solomon. So in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And then we pray, we attend public worship, multitude of counselors, discuss it with people that you trust that are going to counsel you according to God's word, and then ultimately God's word, right? How do we discern God's will through wisdom? through the word of God, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, okay? So God's guidance, God's guidance of his people. Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. They're, they're guided by the Lord. Now we can stumble and fall. We can make bad decisions. We can squander the best case scenario of God's will. But listen, God is guiding your footsteps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Psalm 32 and verse 8. This is God's promise. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. God's going to guide you according to his will. Psalm 25 verse 12. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. That's another important attribute of God guiding you according to his will, is the fear of the Lord. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease. Now that, that talks of peace, right? If God's guiding you according to his will, you're going to have peace. His soul shall dwell at ease. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Proverbs 16, verse 1, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of a tongue is from the Lord. God's going to guide the preparations of your heart. And then when you mess it all up, <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 9. When you mess it up, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Isaiah 58 and in verse 11. The Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. He will guide thee continually. So many other examples that we could give you, and we certainly don't have time to consider 
all of those. But we pray that the Lord will grant you with a spirit of understanding, a spirit of wisdom through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, through the multitude of counselors, through his word, through public worship, but especially through your commitment to closet, private prayer time with the Lord, to not just pray and ask petitions, but to spend just as much time listening for the guidance of that still small voice. And we trust if you do that with the right spirit that you will hear a voice behind you, guiding you saying, this is the way, walk you in it. And that's what we hope to consider next time is focusing more on that is what is the way? What is the pathway of discipleship that God will guide his people upon? Again, we're thankful to have you here with us this morning, and we hope this message has been encouraging for you and instructive for you, and we just pray that the Lord will bless us in discerning God's will so we can walk according to His glory and His honor each day in our walk with discipleship. May God bless you today. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 And tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.